All right, welcome. Welcome to the Teach Like a Rockstar podcast with Hal Bowman. All right, so about a week ago, I'm on the Facebooks, and I'm scrolling through the Facebooks, and I uh, I come across a Facebook friend of mine, Pamela Davis, and um, she has these before and after pictures of a weight loss transformation that is like mind-blowing, like staggering. And then I'm like, you know, I'll comment, this is, this is like ridiculous, amazing, and she's gracious, and thank you. And then I start, I, I kind of, and then I see other pictures she's posting, and it is unbelievable the transformation that has occurred. Like physically, not just physically, but you can tell by like the look in her eye and the content that she posts, like not just you know what she looks like and what she's doing and how she's doing it, but who she is as a person. It is so obvious. And then I see her post a story about uh, news, like she's going to be on the news for another story that goes along inside of this weight loss transformation that is equally, if not more, unbelievable. And you're going to hear all about it. I had to get her on the show, and that she is awesome. And I, I put her on the spot at the very end. You'll hear I asked her to come back and do a regular thing because she's just so good and so and able to articulate so in such a crystal clear way um, just how this whole process works for her and the reason she was so successful because once she decided to lose weight, she flipped a switch and never looked back, and it is an astounding success story. All right, here we go. Let's get it going. Pamela Davis, let's do this. All right, here's the deal, man. This is why I'm fired up about this, is because of all the professions in America, I think... You know, public school teacher, that is one of those professions that because of the stress and the emotion involved and and the lack of life balance, it's one of those professions where people, um, you know, they, they come out of school and because they went to college, they're, you know, typically at that point, 10 to 15 pounds overweight. And then they start teaching school and, oh my gosh, I don't have time to pack a lunch. And they have those steak fingers and I'll just eat those. And then, and then what happens is like typically, like every year, there's another five. There's another, which isn't there's that's nothing, man. That's like eight ounces a month, right? And then you don't notice that. And then years go by, and years go by, and then it picks up pace because the more, yeah, the more of a weight you get, the less muscle you have, and so the less body fat you're burning. And then it's just more and more, and then things get out of control. And it it is one of those professions where people really, really do struggle. You don't sleep, and when you don't sleep, you want comfort food because you're tired. It it is it is like this downward spiral, man, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And here is the other part: like any other thing in in someone's life that that gets out of control, that might be coffee, that might be sugar, it might be, um, you know, alcohol, drug, like whatever. Mm-hmm. They they can quit, but with food and eating, you can't quit. Like you have to do it. Exactly. So it makes it incredibly challenging. And for those people who, you know, start with some sort of a program, you know, a diet or something or some exercise program, I, you know, I don't know what the research is. I would love to find out. But here's what I do know is very, very few people are successful long term. Yeah. And that's what I want to talk to you because something went something happened with you where like you flipped a switch and, there, and, and it was no looking back, and you stuck to it, and you're successful. And what I want to do is try to figure out 
not just what you did and how you did it, because that's the part that everybody knows. Like pretty much a lot of people know what to do and how to do it. The challenging is, is like, like what, like who did you become? Because you like, you have to become a different person to pull this thing off. You do like people don't realize, you know, they think a diet is a diet, but a diet is really, I don't like the word diet. You have to call it a lifestyle change because I feel like if you even call it a diet, the mental part of it from the beginning sets you up to fail. A diet is for a lifestyle change is long-term and that's kind of the mindset that I had to shift to. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so true. You know, like, like just the word diet is built on this presupposition that there's a start and there's a stop. And if there's a start and there's a stop, it's never going to be successful long-term. And I have people message me all the time on social media that find me, especially now that, you know, the news did the story the other day and I'm getting messages like, what's your secret? What's your trick? There's no secret. There's no trick. You literally have to change your mindset and change the way you, you have to change your relationship with food. You have to change your relationship with working out. And I'm not going to lie. It kind of even changes your relationship with others because like me, bad food was my drug of choice. And I'm talking McDonald's, Whataburger, Wendy's. I mean, <laughs> cheeseburgers were my crack. Like this is what we're Those are your dealers. And, and you know, when you're celebrating a graduation or a birthday or whatever, what do you do? You go eat out. Well, for me, I can't, I couldn't go eat out because eating out meant that I was not in a mental place to make good choices when I ate out. So I'm not going to lie. Like it affected me socially because it was like, oh, let's go to Chili's or let's go here. And I couldn't do it because I can't make those good choices when I go to those places. Yeah. So that's the shift that I had to make. And it does, it did affect me socially. I'm in a place now where I can, and it's not that big of a deal, but it took a lot of mental growth for me, a lot of soul searching, what's important to me. You know, I had to realize that food is to nourish me, not to make me feel better emotionally. Um, you know, and teaching is stressful. Like, you know, you've got parents in your ear and administrators in your ear and this person in your ear and, oh, the cheeseburger is going to make me feel better. And I had to finally get to the point where it was like, no, the cheeseburger is not going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel worse. You know, in, you know, in the typical school, you know, and that, that really is the lifestyle of an average teacher that, you know, all that stress, you know, it's the stories with which these kids come to class. That is like the emotionally stressful part, you know, but then you're right. Then you have parents calling, you have teachers next door, you have the administrator, you have standardized, you know, I mean, all this stuff adds up and it builds up and builds up. And then when you do have a break, like when you have your 12 minutes for lunch, you know, mm-hmm. you walk down and then even before you get to the lunch, you pass by the workroom and there, there they are, man. You can smell them. There's the Krispy Kremes and there's the Kalachis. And yeah. that just the smell alone is like this. Oh, my God. Thank God. It's like a drug. It's a high. And it's, oh, we're having a luncheon for this. And, oh, it's the February birthdays. We're having a luncheon. And, oh, it's the Christmas luncheon. And it's, you know, going into that break room to warm up your chicken and veggies when there's tamales and tortillas and you know enchiladas and rice and beans and donuts and all the good stuff how am I going to eat my chicken and veggies and you're getting to eat all that stuff you know what I mean man when I was teaching down in south Texas south of San Antonio I I can't even tell you how many lunches I spoiled and just threw out because that that damn tamale lady she would show up and just drop them off. She's like this parent, and she would like make dozens and dozens, and she, they'd be sitting there. There's her homemade hot sauce and the tamales, and oh my god, I'm not passing that up. I'm not eating my stupid grilled chicken <laughs> breast, you know. 
And it's true, man. It is really, really hard. So, man, let's go back to the beginning because I want to get into this. And um, I know from talking to you, there was um, there. You said that there was a point that you saw a picture of yourself, and 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 that was like a turning point. But here's here's what I'm wondering. I have a feeling that there were pictures before that that you were looking at. You went, "What is going on?" Like like it was like what? But what was it about that that final straw? That last picture where you said, "That is it, man. I'm turning this program around." You know, it's funny, people keep asking for pictures of me before I lost the weight. And honestly, they're few and far between. Because when you're that big, you don't want to be in a photo. You want to be the person taking the photo. Or nine times out of ten, if you are in a photo, it's back row. pretty much like chest up because you don't want people to see what's going on in the bottom. And more importantly than not wanting others to see it, I think you don't want to see it yourself. I didn't want to see it myself. And a picture for me was like a slap in the face like oh my gosh look how look how you look like I was disgusted um and I don't know what it was so like I'm the biggest hugest most major Spurs fan on the planet right I don't know I think uh, Jessica is a she'll give you a run for the money yeah so I there's this mural of the Spurs um here in town and I had gone with my daughter to take a picture in front of it and I don't know honestly I don't know what it was that day my daughter took the picture and we left and I'm looking at it and I couldn't even bring myself to post it because I was just like, how did I get here? How did I get this far? Like what brought me here? What did I do that led me down this path? And I looked at that picture and you know, they say to lose weight, you need your why. And honestly that day I didn't have a why. I just knew I was grossed out with what I saw. Um, and so I left and I did some soul searching and that night it was March 25th, I remember. And that night I binged, I ate cheeseburgers and chicken fried steak and biscuits. And I remember I basically ate every comfort food that I've ever loved. And I said, you know what, that's it. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I saved it in my phone. March 27th was the day I started. And I was like, I'm going to eat healthy now. And I never looked back. And, you know, that's why I don't have a cheat meal. You know, so my trainer even tells me, my Camp Gladiator trainer, you need a cheat meal. But for me, food is my drug of choice. And I feel like that one meal, there's no going back from it. You know, and then it's funny, people tell me like, we opened a new campus this year. And you know, a new campus, there's a lot of stress that goes with that, you new administrators, you know, a lot of systems were not in place when we opened our new campus because construction was running behind, things like that. Um, They're like, how have you maintained your weight loss with the stress of a new campus and new administrators and expectations almost not in place and things like that. But at the end of the day, I just have to tell myself that those problems that go on at work don't define me as a person. They don't define my health. And I can't bring, and obviously all teachers bring work home with them. We bring the stress of work home with us, but I can't let it define my path and my health for my own two kids. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes so. And I'm I'm trying to figure out ways to to describe this, and I'm getting better and better at it just from talking to people. And here's where, you know, here's where I am right now. Here's the difference: is when somebody is on like an like some sort of a nutritional plan, they're on a diet, they have this exercise program, and the and the added stress comes in. New campus, new administrators, no systems, construction workers walking around. It, It throws everything off. And as a result, they quit going to the Planet Fitness and they they quit packing their lunch and they quit doing all that stuff. And the reason they quit is because diet and nutrition is like simply what they're doing. The reason you didn't quit is because this has become who you are. 
And it's no different than like compromising anything else and like like your values. This is who I am. Of course I'm not gonna eat the Krispy Kremes and a cheeseburger. Or now you can get the cheeseburger inside of a Krispy Kreme I saw. <laughs> I know. So so like of course I'm not gonna do it because it like that that's compromising who I am. And once it becomes who you are rather than just what you're doing, that's when we have some real change. And it goes back to what I said earlier about it has to become a lifestyle, it has to become a mindset. You know, before it was, oh, today was really rough. You know, a kid bit me, a kid did this, whatever. I want a cheeseburger because it's going to make me feel better. Now it's, oh, work was really rough today. A kid bit me or this didn't go right or my walkthrough didn't go right. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get rid of some of this frustration. And when I'm doing slam balls, I'm going to slam them 10 times harder. When I'm doing squats, I'm going to squat 10 times lower because that that physical outlet, you kind of get the same high that you would from food. And yeah. the, the physical outlet is going to be a much better, leave a much better reflection on your body than going and eating the poor food. You know, when, when, when you first started and on March 25th, you flipped the switch, you're turning this thing around. And um, what, what, like, where did you find your information for how, how you wanted to approach food and your nutrition? Honestly, my relationship with food has been a battle my entire life. I mean, since I was young, I've been overweight. Um, the weight I am now at 39 I really honestly haven't been this weight since I was maybe like nine or 10 years old. Really? Um, yeah, was always overweight, struggled with weight. Uh, obesity ran in my family, so it was genetic, which made it 10 times harder. Um, but in the beginning, probably for the first, I think for two months, I did Weight Watchers. And the reason I did Weight Watchers was because Weight Watchers gave me that, I needed that visual of portion size. I needed that visual of how to balance the healthy foods with maybe the foods that weren't as healthy at the time. Um, I needed that visual and Weight Watchers for the first two months gave me that visual. And then after doing that for two months, I kind of felt like, okay, I don't want to diet. I want a lifestyle. So if I'm for me anyway, if I'm going to really make this a lifestyle, I need to figure out how to make that balance as far as food and make those choices on my own. So Weight Watchers gave me the tools. And then once I got the tools and I started implementing the workouts, I was able to run with it. At, at Weight Watchers, I'm not all that familiar with that program. You don't understand the point system and all that. But in that, is there, um, is there some sort of community component as well where there's like a camaraderie among members? Honestly, I spent hours, hours on Facebook, reading blogs, Instagram, adding Weight Watcher people. Um, and even though I haven't done it, you know, in what, 10, 11 months, I still use it as a support. Like I have them on my Facebook. I have them on my Instagram. They're a great source for recipes. Um, as far as like, I still want comfort food and I feel like I should still be able to have comfort food because this is a lifestyle. It's not a diet, but I find ways to change it. So I make my own pizza crust with the Greek yogurt. I, I mean, little things, people don't understand little things make all the difference in the world. It is huge. And I still get my cheeseburgers, but I do turkey burgers and I still get my French fries. I do sweet potato fries. I mean, there is an entire community out there, even if you don't do Weight Watchers, that you can find on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find so many tools and resources and websites where you can find modified recipes. And I really feel like the biggest component of my weight loss was cooking at home, like not eating out. Because when you cook at home, you can control what goes in your food, the salt, that sort of thing. It's huge. I think people really underestimate like where we are as a society in terms of what it takes 
to make food taste the way it does at fast food restaurants. You know, I mean, the the amount of salt, sugar, and fat is astounding. I mean, just astounding. And and I think that, I mean, that that's a great place to start. And also just talking about, you know, what's available out there, whether if you're looking on blogs and forums and Instagram and YouTube, I mean, like the how how to do it and what to do is there is there are volumes of research and volumes of information. And I think you're right, man. It's really is, is trying to figure out identifying and be, and be able to articulate why you're doing it along with finding that community of people that are like-minded. They're also in it and you can be a part of that. Just feeling that connection and feeling a sense of, of, of membership with a family that is on the same page. That is huge. And I think that's been the biggest part, honestly, of my weight loss is finding that support system and those people that are going to help you stick to your goals, not try to get you to deter from them. Because when you're in the lunchroom as a teacher and there's, you know, Mexican food lunch in that day and you're sitting with your chicken and veggies, you're going to have those people that are like, just have one tamale or just have one this or just have, you need those other people that are in the background going, Quit doing that to her, like get her to stay on track, quit trying to shove a tamale in her face. You need to find those people. And it's not always easy from what I've heard from people that have reached out to me. You know, they're surrounded by people who want the unhealthy choices. And all I can tell them is there's people out there who are going to help you stick to your goals. You just need to find them. And it might take a little bit more effort, you know, because we're all teachers and we're stressed at work and everybody stress eats. You need to find those one or two people that have the same goals you have and draw yourself to them. And being able to be connected, like here's the crazy part. Like, so like, here's what's amazing is now like, like they don't even have to be in your school. Like they could be on your phone. Like if you have the three or four people that you're connected to and you're in your group chat or your, you know, your, 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 your messenger where you're all on the same message, like those things are amazing where they can share pictures and share stories and take a picture of, look at her trying to get me to eat the tamale, you know, <laughs> you know, yep, and exactly. Be a- and I think accountability buddies in that sense are very important. You know, my best friend, Jessica is, she wants to get her health on track and, you know, she's been started, she started walking recently. And I told her the other day, I said, every time you work out, tag me, tag me because I'm going to be your accountability post. So every day when I get up, I'm going to go on Facebook and I'm going to look for that tag. And if I don't see it, I'm going to call you and be like, Hey, you need to, what's going on. I haven't seen your post. Little things like that can make all the difference in the world because you know that you have an accountability buddy that's going to hold you accountable and be looking for this every day. I told her, I'm going to look for your post. And if I don't see it, I'm going to call you. And I feel like that's kind of what helped me because when I started, I was just walking. I mean, I was almost 300 pounds. It took me an hour to walk a mile. I couldn't really do much else. Mm. But once I started working out more, I joined Camp Gladiator and I was going to the gym and you find accountability buddies. Like you said, it doesn't even have to be at school. It can be everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, I love Camp Gladiator and here's what I love about it is not not it's not just a calorie burn and it's not just the functional strength part of it and component and and you know like you can go you start at your own pace. I love it. But I love how it pretty much eliminates almost every excuse. Like I don't have a time, I don't have the place, I don't like a gym, I don't have to use the machines. <laughs> like it eliminates exactly every excuse. And here's here's the thing with accountability is um for those people that have never been part of a group like that, whether it's weight loss or anything else in your life, here, for, for, from my experience, here's the key to way to set that up. If you have like four or five people in a group 
which is like awesome. If you find four or five, that that's like rare and it's amazing. But the role, your per, your personal role in that group is to give everything you have to help those other four people to be successful. Because here's the here's why here's why it works is because it, each each of those five they're gonna have a down day like once a week it's gonna be hard like really really hard, but that's okay because you got four people now supporting you on that day, so it's not about what can I get from the group, but instead what can I bring to that group. And honestly, like people look at me and they're like, "You have the willpower of a champ," like you don't really cheat like you stayed on course I mean March 27th will be a year and as, as of now I'm down 161 pounds um in less than a year um and I have those people that are like you're so strong how do you do it I can't do it da, 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 da. but again it goes back to those accountabilities on that day when I'm really wanting Whataburger because Whataburger is my favorite I can message that accountability buddy and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like I need you to bring me back. Or, you know, sometimes honestly, you need to find an accountability buddy within yourself. And for me, that is on those days when I'm feeling weak and maybe I don't have the option of having an accountability buddy, because honestly we get busy. People have their own things going on. My accountability buddy, my internal accountability buddy is I pull up that picture that I was so disgusted with that day. And I look at it. And I literally about, I don't know, two weeks ago, I'm sitting in line at Whataburger, you know, didn't have to pick the kids up from school, car drove me that way. And I sat there and I just thought I'm at the window and the lady's asking me what I want. And I told her I just needed a minute. And I pulled up that picture and I looked at that picture and I sat for a minute and I said, you know what? Nothing. And I got out of the drive-thru and I drove off. So when I say people need to find their why to really make this happen, you have to find your why. And that picture wasn't my why. I mean, you know my story. There's a little bit more to it. Yep. My why came several months later. But again, that picture was my accountability for me. And everybody needs to find that within themselves before you can make the change. Because you can have doctors telling you you're going to be pre-diabetic, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Until you make the decision to do it yourself, it's not going to happen. It's true, man. Like that, because it's the why that affects who you are, and it changes. Like once you really get in there and dig into that why, and think about it, write it down, articulate it, and edit it, and go back to it, and, and live it. That affects who you are. Just doing what the the what and the how. Here's what I'm going to do. It. Here's how I'm going to do it. That isn't really having an impact on who you are. Now, before we get to the bigger why, let me talk to you about this. Is, um, isn't it true that school, on occasion, you you mentioned it, you had, you know, their coworkers and people sitting right next to you. They know you're on this journey, but yet they still slide over. Oh, my God, you have to taste this apple pie. Oh, you're, you're this pecan pie. Did you taste this? Here, taste this. They're, like, they're out there. Well, you know what's funny that you say that is, it was like that for a really long time in this journey, but it's almost like if you're persistent enough, you can change their mindset. Because in the beginning, when I would be in the break room, I would have people, come on, one donut, or, you know, come on, there's pandose today, let's go have one pandose, like you'll be okay. But I would jokingly say, you know, you're not gonna throw me off course, you know, I would stick with it. And it's almost like people that were those people that were trying to put those bad choices in my face in the beginning, I have shifted their mindset because I see those same people now. There was a girl last week 
who was in the break room and there were cookies that somebody had left from a luncheon or something. And I walk in and she's like, you know, you want a cookie, right? And I'm like, no, I really don't. And she laughed and she just said, no, you know, I know you don't. She said, you don't want to try this cookie anyway. It's really gross. It's disgusting. You're not going to like it. Yeah. You know, and these are the same people that were trying to get me to give in and have a cheat in the beginning. And now their mindset has shifted and they're like, you know, they'll joke with me. No, it's gross. You don't want it. I promise you don't want it, you know? And so you have to kind of shift the minds of other people around you and you can do it if you're determined enough. You know what? You are so much uh, kinder, you know, probably because you teach kinder uh, than, <laughs> than me. Like when, cause when I was, um, so, so here's what I do is I go through streets where um, once, maybe twice a year, I'll compete in men's physique and like my lock it down. Like when, like, you know, I weigh everything. I, I mean, everything is calculated and weighed and it's timed. It has to be perfect to get down to that, those low levels of body fat. And, um, and when people offer that stuff at me, like it's like sitting around the lunch, it, I mean, I just tell them, like, I look at them right in the eye, and I know I know it's not nice, and I know, but I can't help it. Like, I just look at them and say, listen, man, you can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I don't think they're, like, consciously trying to get me off track. But I, I think yeah. it's like subcon- there's something in there. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like, but it, and, and for me, the reason I say it more than anything, cause it, that's what drew, like the thought of being able to do what other people can't get themselves to do for whatever reason is like crazy motivating for me. So the more in my mind, when I get to that space, like the more they offer it, the more I love it. Cause I know you can't do what I do. And you know, that's funny you say that because I've always been very competitive by nature, just in general with everything I do. I mean, box top collection. I'm like, I want to win the box top. My class needs, I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm just competitive by nature. But when it comes to the weight loss, you know, people ask me all the time, why didn't you have gastric bypass? Why didn't you get the sleeve? For me, the competitive part of me and I'm not, you know, judging anyone that does it. My dad did it and it, some people need it. And I get that. But for me personally, that would have been the easy way out for me. And I get it. Some people, they need that. And I understand that. And I commend them because surgery is not easy by any means. But for me, I needed to do it through diet and exercise because for me, the reward at the end was going to be that much greater knowing that I did it on my own. Um, And people are like, well, you still lost an obscene amount of weight in such a short time. How did you do it? And honestly, I don't cheat because I feel like every cheat meal was going to set me back. And when you do Weight Watchers, they build in like extra points, which are called weeklies, which basically allows for you to have a cheat meal, which you can do. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you use your weeklies for the most part, and some people will tell you opposite and I get it. But for the most part, if you use your weeklies, you're not going to lose as fast. For me, I could have cheated and I would still be losing weight, but I wouldn't have lost it as quickly. And my mindset is always end result, end result, end result, end result. And for me, the end result was I want to get rid of it and I want to get rid of it now before I decide that I don't have the energy for this and I gain for me. Yeah. Man, it's... um. Yeah. I don't even know how to get into this next part, but here we go. So at some point, this is the crazy part. This is the part of your journey where like the, all right, so let me just tell you, because I am very aware of the weight loss challenge. I get it. I know how hard it is. I have so many people that I've worked with in my life. Like in my, I know I get it. 
and to see people for years and decades try and fail and try and restart and fail and restart. And so like that alone, the, 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 the fact that you're able to flip the switch and here we go. And this is who I am now. This is what I'm doing. Here's, I know how I'm doing. And I'm more importantly, I know why that's like freaking phenomenal. But here's where things get crazy is at some point along the way, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember how many months in, but you came across um, a friend, a, a, a high school classmate that was struggling with their health. Tell, all right, now, help me get my head around, like, like how did this whole thing, how did, how did this start? What happened? Where were you? Okay, so my weight loss journey started at the end of March, obviously. Um, in August, I'm not going to lie, you know, I would lose 40 to anywhere from 40 to 60 pounds in the past, and then I would gain it all back and then some. So in August, I was about at that point, I had lost maybe a good 80 pounds at that point. Um, and I was scrolling Facebook, and a girl that I went to high school with, you know, we hung out in high school here or there. We mostly ran in different circles, but, you know, had a couple sleepovers. Um, she never posts on social media. You know, college, never heard anything from her, went our separate ways. And then about five years ago, we reconnected on Facebook, but didn't talk much because she never posts. And I came across a link she had shared for the Transplant Institute. And it basically said, um, you know, I'm asking for the biggest favor a person should ever ask for. Um, my health is declining. At that point, she was in stage five kidney failure um, at 38 years old, stage five kidney failure. Um, she said, if you can find it in your heart to click on this link and answer a few brief questions, if you would like to consider being a living kidney donor, I'm in need of a kidney. Um, you know, I had heard stories about kidney donation in the past, thought it was really cool, but never really delved too much into it only because I was not in the best of health myself. There was no way. I mean, to be able to donate an organ, you have to be fit. You have to be healthy. They're not going to take something from you and give it to somebody else if you're not healthy yourself. So I thought, you know, I've lost a good 80 pounds at this point. Like, whatever, I'll try the questionnaire. I think it was like general health history, height, weight, things like that. It was like five or six questions. So I answered it. Um, I messaged her and told her like, hey, I'm interested, but... I'm still not the healthiest. I mean, I was still in the 200s at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't guarantee anything's going to come of this, but I'll try. So I answered the questions. They called me a couple of days later and said, can you come in for blood match? I went in. I got the call about a week later. I was a perfect match. Um, they said, you are a perfect match. Um, but, you know, there's an issue. You're still pretty overweight. We need you to lose some weight. Um, like I said, I was down, I think, 80 pounds at that point. So they're like, you know, we need you to lose maybe another 30 pounds or so. Long story short, by the time I went back, for them to weigh me for the goal to be able to even be considered donating, I had lost like another 40 or 50 of the 30 they wanted me to learn yeah. to lose. Um, we're, December came, um, December 27th was surgery day. Um, long story short, she's, I donated my kidney to her. She is doing amazing. She just went back to work this week. Um, her kidney function last check was like at 47%. Um, she's been able to get off of like five medications that she's been on her entire life. So if, when I tell people you need to find your why for losing weight, I knew I needed to in the beginning, but I didn't have my why. My why came later. Um, she ended up being my why. She came around needing a kidney. I saw her post at a time when I was feeling weak. You know, work had just started. 
new campus, stresses of a new campus, new administrators, all that stuff that comes with being a teacher, you know, having some, some kids with some pretty severe challenges in your class, which is always a stress. Um, and I was wanting food to make me feel better. I was wanting to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix to make me feel better. And then this opportunity came up with her and it was like, well, you can do this, but you need to, if you're going to do this for her, you need to stick on this path you've been on. Well, okay. You know what? Bam. There's my why. This is why I'm at this point. This is why I need to continue doing what I'm doing. This is why I can't let the stresses of being a teacher impede what I've been doing. And I stuck with it. And now I am down 161 pounds at this point. And she's got a nice new kidney that's working for her. Brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. Hey man, here's a healthy kidney. Yeah, man. Here's here's the thing is um, and this goes to the like the natural disposition of a teacher. Like as teachers, the vat not everybody, but like the vast majority are these like really compassionate, nurturing people full of empathy. Here's like the fascinating part of that psychology is this for months you're searching for your why, which by the way is pretty obvious. Like you're saving your life. Like that's like at like at that top weight, like you like you we're like your lifespan is really diminished when you're close to three hundred. Now so like but like that doesn't even register for you. Like that, that's not even there. But when you it had never an opportunity registered, it yeah. was well, I don't have my why, but maybe I'll find it eventually. Like Never did, never did, never did, never crossed my mind. And then this opportunity came up with her and it was like, oh, so this is my why. And it's funny you say that because I've had other people tell me, well, wasn't you're getting your own health in order enough of a why for you? But really it wasn't. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's, it's so like, like the obvious thing is like saving my own life, but that doesn't even register. It doesn't even come to your mind. But as soon like you you see one post, you say, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because there was like that, like that's who you are. Like as far as helping somebody else and saving somebody else's life is so obvious and that's it. Let's go do it. I'm like mm-hmm. that, that whole psychology behind the thing is amazing. Knowing that she needed this was like, okay, I have a purpose. And obviously, like you said, being a teacher your purpose is those kids in your classroom, those 15, 20, however many kids in your classroom, that's your purpose. And I think that was my mindset with my weight loss was I don't really have a purpose. Me getting healthy for myself was not purpose enough for me. I needed more. And I found that in her. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, like I said, the challenge is like, there is this, there's this formula that, 99.99% of people use when it comes to, you know, getting in better shape and losing weight and feeling healthy. And that is, okay, if I can, um, if I can do all these things I need to do exercise and cook my food, then I can have that, that, that look in the body and the health that I want. And then I'll be this person I've always wanted to be the who. But really that, you know, that thing where they do have be is completely reversed because it really needs to be be, have, do. If I can be that kind of person and change who I am and identify the why, affect who I am, if I can be that person, then I can have all this stuff and so and I, I can do all those things. So, I mean, it really starts with the be rather than the do. It does. And for that person out there who's, in, you know, man or woman who's in the position that I was in, who's like, well, I don't have time to work out because I've got... RTI reports and I've got spec ed stuff and I've got this and I've got report cards and I've got, you know, less whatever. And I've got my own kids I have to take care of and my spouse to take care of. When I tell you, you can do it, you just have to fit it in. I mean it because honestly, 
I told you in the beginning, I started by walking and my walking in the beginning literally consisted of in the 15 minutes that we had recess, we had this big circular wall on the outside of our playground. I walked that entire circle at recess while my kids were at recess. That's how my workout started. I walked the 15 minutes of recess every single day. I would walk laps. And it's funny because about a good month into it, my kindergartners at the time started noticing and they would ask me, what are you doing? And I would show them my pictures and I would say, you know, look, Ms. Davis is, you know, trying to lose weight and, you know, Ms. Davis is not happy and has not been making, and you know, you do healthy food, you know, lessons at school all the time and things like that. And so I would kind of try to correlate the two and I would talk to them about it. And about a good month in, I started having this little gaggle of kids who would start walking the playground with me. <laughs> the ducklings. And they, they became a game. It became a game to them. I would look behind me and they would start giggling. And, you know, it was almost like they were like sneaking up on me and I would ask them, what are y'all doing? And they would be like, they're sneaking up on you. <laughs> yes. And I mean, it does, it becomes a game. And I did, I had this little gaggle of kindergartners that started walking laps with me every single day at recess. And that's how I started walking at recess. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, like, like that's the other thing. I, you know, I think people think, you know, they, they come with these grand plans that they, they, um, it's almost as if they set themselves up for disappointment where they think, okay, here we go. January 1st, I'm going all in and I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to planet fitness. I'm going to do every machine there. I'll stay for two hours yeah. and, and, and they have, and it's, it's like unreasonable because if they haven't worked out or trained or in, in the last 10 years, like you're going to be incredibly sore, man. <laughs> like you have to ease into this people thing. Think, oh, I need to fit in time to go to the gym or I need to fit in time to do camp gladiator. You don't walk the playground, use that 15 or however many minutes you get for recess, walk the playground. When you yeah. park at school, don't park to the spot closest to the school park further away. Like that's how I started because I was so big. I could not realistically work out without being miserable and out of breath. But those little changes are what got me going. And adding that in with the healthier eating makes all the difference in the world. All right. So I'm going to say this again is um, I'm going to tell you a story. And then, and well, here's the saying, and I've said this on, I think every podcast and that is, and I always give credit to Jim McCarthy. Here it is. You can't read the label from inside the bottle. And all it means is once you're in it and you're in the emotion and you're in your own life story, it's really hard to read what's the label, like what's really going on. It's hard to see the obvious answer because you are in the emotion of it all. Now, when I was, um, I was at my kids' Little League baseball practice. And, you know, I'm in the middle of contest prep and I'm constantly hoodied up and sweating and I come from the gym and, you know, this is spring baseball, so it's hot out. And um, I'm sitting there in the stands and she goes, oh, my gosh, have you been working out? I said, yeah, I just got finished and I got my boy here on time. And she and she were sitting there in the bleachers. She goes, oh, I just don't have time. And she's significantly overweight. She goes, I, I really don't have time. And I forget what her job was. She's telling me about her life and she's telling me about how she doesn't have time. We are sitting at a like a sports baseball complex with a track. It's a half mile track that goes around all through the different baseball fields, and it's yep. like marked <laughs> like a tenth of a mile the whole way around. Yep. And she's sitting there telling me how she doesn't have time, and I'm thinking, "What do you like? This is the time you're sitting here. This this practice is ninety minutes, man. I Go mean, walk. and so here's and so here's the point is um like a lot of times." 
it's really hard to figure it out because she's in the depression of it all. She's in the anxiety and the emotion and she's disappointed in herself. And because of those emotions, it's really hard to see the solution. But that's when it's really important to pull in those people that you meet online or your friend group or whatever it is and say, hey, let's take a look at my life and help me see if there's a way that, that where, like, where can I fit it in? Because oftentimes, like to, for us on the outside looking into your life, the solution's super obvious. And that's where I think it goes back to having, like you said, those accountability buddies, you know, because you might not have the perspective that you have time and you need someone to step back and be like, look, there's a track over there, you know? And it's funny because like I said, I mentioned walking at recess. I had a couple of coworkers who once the weight really started to drop to the point where other people noticed that the weight was dropping, it was, oh, well, she's walking at recess. I'm going to go walk at recess. And then you have a couple of other people that are walking at recess with you. And there you go. Bam. There's instant accountability buddies. Yeah. You know, it's, um, let me ask you this. This is always interesting for people. Um, from the time you started to the times where like, like a noticeable amount of people are going, wow, what's going on with you, man? You lose weight or like, what is up? Like how many pounds was that? I would say I remember because I remember the first time somebody was like somebody I hadn't seen in a while that was like, wow, you're losing weight. What happened? It was probably a good 25, 30 pounds. Yeah. Because obviously you don't just lose it from the stomach. You lose it from the legs from, you know, it was a good 25 or 30 pounds till people started noticing, Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. It, and it was, well, what are you doing? Because I want to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know, or even like, you know, I did the walking at recess. Obviously we do a lot of, I teach kindergarten and you know, the attention spans like zero. So we do a lot of brain breaks. And so then it became, well, instead of me just sitting while my kids are doing brain breaks, let me go do the brain breaks with them. So when they're doing movement, I'm going to do it with them. Yeah. When we have field day, instead of me just kind of supervising field day, let me be a part of it. Adding in those little moments during your day when you're teaching your little ones, not only does it help your health, but you're also setting that example for them that, hey, this health, you know, what we're doing matters to me too. It really is, man. I mean, it keeps coming back to that whole thing. Like, this is who I am. It really matters to me. Like, this is what, this is who I am. And as a result of who I am, this is what I do. And now that I'm that person, those little obvious, like those moments become really obvious. Like, if that's not who you are, this is just kind of what you do, That then it's, they're hard to find. But when, when you become that person, those moments that you could take advantage of become super duper obvious. And you have to build that mindset within yourself. Like I discovered within me, there's a person who genuinely loves fitness. I genuinely enjoy it, but it was buried under all that weight. And I didn't know it was there, but now my favorite part of the day is when I work out. And I mean, I've got my trainer, like you need to take a day off. You need a rest day to rest your muscles. And I'm like, Nope, Nope. Like, you know, my goal for spring break was two workouts a day, like at least one CG, and planet fitness or two planet fitnesses or two cgs and you know monday i went to two camp gladiator classes and then i still went to the gym i mean you have to change your mindset to where you know what i'm not getting that high off of food i'm going to work out and it's going to be better for me um because i'm worth it you have to realize that you're worth it nobody can make you realize that and if it takes having to balance all of the stresses that go along with teaching you just need to tell yourself that not only are you worth it, but your own family is worth it. 
your students who you are there to support are worth it. Your students need you around and they need you to be healthy and mentally in a good place. So if anything, do it for that. Yeah. And again, like I hope everybody like thinks about it and realizes, remember where this whole thing started. This started with walking around a track for just like a few minutes. And like, it, yeah, and it progressed into the, you know, like now we're doing two and three, you know, two a days, like, like high school football team. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's incredible. Let me ask you where it would like, um, because obviously like you're on this journey, it's progressing and you're getting more and more into it. Like, what are you excited about now? Like, what, like, where does it go from here? Um, well, you know, my, now it's become not so much. You're so focused when you're on this journey on the scale, that number on the scale, you have to find balance with those non-scale victories. Like, oh, I dropped the pant size or, oh, I was able to do a burpee without almost passing out <laughs> or, you know, or, oh, I can do field day with my kids without running out of breath. Um, I ran my first 5k two weeks ago. Oh my God. And I actually, mind you, when I started this journey, it took me an hour to walk a mile. I ran the entire 5K. I finished, yeah, the entire 5K. I finished it in 32 minutes, which is huge because a year ago I couldn't even walk a mile and I did an entire 5K jogging, the whole thing. Um, my goal is to do a half marathon next year. Um, whether that be a combination of walking and jogging, we're see, we'll see where I'm at at that point. Um, I have spoken with my CG trainer who thinks that that might be a good path for me is to become a CG trainer. Um, only because, you know, I remember being a larger person going to workout classes, looking at the trainer going, well, you've always been healthy. This is easy for you. Yep. But I have that mindset, that perspective of someone who was in that girl who's almost 300 pounds. I was in her shoes and I can say, Hey, look, I was where you were. I was not always fit my whole life. And if I did it, you can do it. So I have a different perspective that I feel like I could share with people. Yeah. So I would like to become a trainer at some point. Um, she feels like I'm already ready. I don't know if I'm already ready yet. We'll see. Um, you know, let me get Hank. Let me jump in. Like, here's the analogy there. Like, like, the, like for teaching. Here's my analogy. There is when I'm working with schools and working with teachers, and I'm on campus. I'm observing and giving feedback and helping, and we're do, we're doing our stuff. Uh, this isn't. I'm, I'm not going to say this is true every time, it, but it's. It. I've had enough occasions to notice that it's a pattern on sometimes, and that is our most those teachers that are the like. I'm talking over the top, amazing. Not always, but lots of times I'll talk to them and I'll get into their history. And you know what? They had it really hard in school. They were not the academic all-star and they were not the student council president. They were not the cheer team captain. They didn't first chair, sit first chair in the flute section. Like it was really rough. And as a result of that, they can identify with those kids and makes them so crazy effective. Some of our best special ed teachers were, are the, those people. And then oftentimes those teachers that struggle the most you know what? They sat in the front row. They're amazing. They're a salutatorian. They had a scholarship and they, and, and teaching and school's fun. I'm just going to go be a teacher because it's fun and it's easy. And when they show up to school and they have like two students in their class like that and the other 33 are nothing like that, they struggle the most. It's the same thing with, with I think, you and your journey and your trainers, right? In that a lot of those trainers, like people think, oh my gosh, if I do what they do, I'm going to look like that. Let me tell you something, man. They showed up on day one. They came out of mama looking like that. Like that's their DNA. It's not what they do. That's just their, that's what's round in their double helix. I mean, that's they, they like, they can do whatever they want. They're going to look like that. 
And what what I love about the the idea, and man, if you were even able to maybe even specialize in something just for teachers, because you've been there, you've done it, you know the setback, you understand the psychology, you can see the landmines in their path ahead of them, you know what's going to come up, you know the challenge. Like, I love that idea. And that's kind of where my mindset is now, as far as I love getting messages on people from people on social media asking me, how did you do it? Like, what do you do? Like my, on my Instagram, because my Instagram handle has the word teacher in it. So they know I'm a teacher. So I get messages from teachers that are like, I'm struggling to find balance between teacher life and family life and trying to find some time for my own health. How do I find balance? And I love getting those messages from them and being able to share my message and tell them, this is how you can do it. You know, it might not work for you, but it worked for me. And I'm willing to share and help you. I say, message me. If you need something, message me. You know, if you're feeling like you're struggling, you know, complete strangers, message me. Like, I want to help you because sometimes people feel, I think, like they can't do it because they don't have that support. And maybe they feel like there's nobody in their immediate circle that can be an accountability buddy. So like you said, social media is at our fingertips. So if I can be their accountability buddy, message me, let me help you work through it. Let me do that for you. So that's kind of where I'm going now. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to help other people that are struggling like me. Like you said, teachers, maybe become a fitness instructor of some sort. Um, I still struggle sometimes with some of my workouts, you know, losing that amount of weight in such a short time. You have obviously skin issues that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um Being a teacher, I may never be able to afford to get the skin removed. And if I don't, you know, it is what it is. I don't regret my journey. I don't regret the path that got me here because I'm still a healthier person, even with all of that loose skin. Um, But I just, at the end of the day, I want to help people with their health. I want to help advocate for kidney donation because I've seen firsthand how me donating this kidney to this girl who struggled with diabetes since she was like 20 years old and now has this completely new outlook on life. I mean, I want to encourage people, if you have the health and the capacity to donate a kidney or an organ of any sort, do it. Why would you not? Like life is so short. And you know, when we go, we don't take our, we don't, our body parts do us no good anymore. So if you can share it with somebody and give them the health that you were able to recover, why why would you not do it? Yeah. And you know, you know what I love about all that is, um, here's, here's what fires me up is it fires me up to see what your, what uh, my friends, um, call the after, after picture. So I have, um, my, my buddy, Keith Klein, Lee Labrada, Chuck, and also Elizabeth. She's a coach for this, uh, online program called lean body coaching. And it is, it helps people with the, not just the, what to do and how to do it, but more importantly, the psychology of it all. And what they talk about is the after, after picture, like the before picture and after picture is a lot of fun, but let me see a year, two, three, four, five years later, let me see the after, after picture and see if it's stuck. Because, you know, as well as I do, like those biggest loser people, it's like winning, like it's no different than winning the lottery. All those people that win the lottery, they don't have the skills to, to what to do financially and have a, like some sort of fiduciary responsibility. They're going to lose that money. It's the same like those biggest losers. Like that TV show is so damaging because it shows the before, it shows the after. But you know what? If they take a look at the after, after picture, they look just like the before picture. Exactly. Because they have someone there in that moment to coach them and get them where they need to be. But I don't think they have help as far as changing their mindset and making this a lifestyle, not just a quick fix. Yeah. And you can't make it a quick fix. You have to tell yourself, I'm changing my life 
forever. I'm changing the way I eat now is the way I have to eat for the rest of my life. You know, some of us were not blessed with the genetics to be able to eat a cheeseburger and not deal with the ramifications of eating a bad meal. So we have to make this a lifestyle change. And that's kind of what I've had to do. And, you know, I still, when I do brain breaks with my students, I still work out. I still walk at recess. I still, you know, get the steps in where you can. If you don't have the capacity to go to a gym or do a, a you know, a set in stone workout class, fit it in where you can. As a teacher, you kind of have to, you don't have a choice. Yeah. And you know, and here's the other, um, one of the final things is really, really being uh, self-aware and like, you know, man, the cheap meal thing, that's just not in the cards for me. Like for me, I'll do the cheap meal once every seven to 10 days. And the way I do it though, is I only buy what I'm going to eat. So like, I know I'm going to need a ribeye. So I just buy the amount. I get the ounce amount, the, the ounces that I'm going, I'm going to eat the whole thing. And I know I'm going to eat a dessert. So I'm getting one individual donut or I'm getting an individual cupcake. And that's all I'm buying. I'm, I, I want chips because I haven't had chips in 10 days. I'm getting like the lunch size, you know, like the lunch size bag mm -hmm. of chips. And, and, you know, for my final meal, Saturday night at nine o'clock, I'm eating all of it. But then, you know what? Next morning I wake up, I'm back on track. Yeah. It's really important that if someone can do that, then awesome, go do that. If they can't though, it's so important to be self-aware because like the last thing you want is a cheat meal that starts at Saturday at nine o'clock for me. Yeah. It ends the next morning at seven, but for some people it doesn't end till like six months later. And that's where you have to kind of do a sense of reflection and figure out where you're at mentally and mentally I'm just not at a place where I can cheat. Maybe I will be someday. I'm just not really at a place where I can cheat and get back on track right away. And I have my cheats, but my cheat is like, if I want ice cream, I'm doing halo top or I'm doing, you know, sugar-free chocolate syrup on some strawberries, or you just have to reflect and figure out what's going to work for you because what's going to work for you might not work for everybody. And that's why I tell people like, I'll share what I've done with you. And then it's up to you to take those tools and figure out which components of them that you want to use and are going to help you be successful. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's never been a better time to get on a plant. Like you mentioned, like the sugar-free, like it, for those people that think they're going to miss out, let me tell you something. You need to get in touch with like the Walden farms syrups and halo top and you need to cut like stubs, sugar-free barbecue sauce is unbelievable. Sugar-free ketchup. I do sugar-free ketchup. Yeah, It's all I out there, man. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I have a scoop of halo top every single night after camp gladiator. Like that is my, that is my cheat. And yeah. you have to find what's going to work for you. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you were going to give, um, if a teacher, if you were, um, on an elevator and you had, you know, 12 seconds on a ride and some teacher says, Oh my gosh, where do I start? What, what would be the first step that you would talk to them about? I would tell them you need to find your why first and foremost, said my why came later, but you need to find your why because having someone else tell you, you need to lose weight, isn't going to make you stick with it. And then you need to do some reflection and figure out how you're going to work this healthier lifestyle into your schedule. Because I think scheduling a lot of times is our biggest hindrance as a teacher. We think there's no time, there's no time, there's no time. You need to take the time and sit down, look at your schedule, figure out how you're going to make this work for yourself, whether it's meal prepping on Sunday afternoons, whether it's walking the playground at recess or doing brain breaks with your kids, figure out when you're going to work it in. 
Yeah. Hey, if um, I know we're gonna have questions, and if people, if there, there's a teacher out there that that wanted and ask a question, is uh, is the best place Instagram? Instagram direct message me um, at Spurs Kinder Teacher. Obviously, Spurs. Right. Um, I did pre K for eleven years, and I've done Kinder for five, so I like the babies. But yeah, my Instagram is at Spurs Kinder Teacher. So if you just want an accountability buddy. I mean, message me. I will respond. I will help you. I will support you. I can give you the tools that worked for me. Maybe they'll work for you. Um, I can give you, um, I spent hours researching websites to modify recipes. I can give you some of those websites I use. Just little changes are going to make all the difference in the world. But message me and I will be happy to help. Because you awesome. can do it. I promise you can. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. I love it. You're like a, a badass when it comes to this whole thing. And um, and here's and here's I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot and that way everybody can you feel the peer pressure. Is um I would love if we could um do this like a, like a regular thing like every once in a while come back and and keep in touch and um, let people know what's going on in your life and we can revisit some of these concepts and and because here's what I know after we talk about it we're both gonna walk away with that oh you know what I really should have said mm-hmm. you know and that way we can revisit every once in a while and uh, help some folks keep on track. What do you, tell me. What I you am think. definitely down. I would love to revisit this again. And hopefully, you know, maybe if somebody missed this one, the next one they'll miss and say, Hey, I, that's the inspiration I needed to get my own health back because you're worth it. I promise you, you are. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was good to talk to you. You're awesome. Great talking to you. And hopefully I'll see you, see you like soon. Star, people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye.